powered by Clear Vision Development Group. This is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. everybody. Welcome to the program where today I'm going to focus on continuing our exploration and discussion of excellent execution. And you can do that by having great meetings. And today the subject is going to be having your monthly leadership meeting. Now, if you want to go back in our better than before archives and take a listen to all the previous episodes we've done on execution, which has been our focus this year. You can go back and here are the episodes. In episode number 510, we covered an overview of good execution and the components. In episode number 512, we talked about principle number one of execution, getting your priorities down. In episode number 513, principle number two, metrics and data and units of measurement on execution episode number 516 principle number three rhythm and how you structure your communication and meetings to have good execution in episode number 519 we talked about the morning huddle in episode number 521 we talked about the weekly leadership meeting and you can find all those in our archives at clearvisiondevelopment.com or you can download them where and how you listen to podcasts every single week and today here on episode number 530 we're up to monthly leadership meetings, and that's the subject I'll dive into coming up. Today's program is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Stand by. I'll talk about your monthly leadership meeting coming up here on Better Than Before on the C-Suite Radio Network. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru and a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Are you working twice as hard but enjoying fewer rewards? Maybe you're highly accomplished, but you just can't seem to break through and make the next big move. Or you run a business that has begun to grow stagnant. It doesn't have to stay that way. Even the best leaders have felt as if their careers were spiraling out of control. But that's when they had to lead and lead big. Tony Richards' new book, The Big Idea, 52 Ways to Be a Better Leader Now, will help launch you forward in leadership. Learn how to take charge and lead yourself, lead others, and lead your company. Purchase online today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. Welcome back to Better Than Before. I'm Tony Richards. You know, in many companies... There's often a gap between their highly functioning quarterly planning sessions 
well, actually, some companies don't even have quarterly planning sessions. They just have meetings. But in the client work that I do, I try to get my clients to talk about these things quarterly. And sometimes there's a gap between those quarterly planning sessions and the weekly meetings. So let's talk about a specific structure for the monthly leadership meeting that you can use for your division, your department, your area of accountability. It's a half day to a full day opportunity to do a deeper dive into important tactical or strategic discussions that you don't get into in your weekly meeting or in overloaded quarterly meetings. So here's just a couple of items that you could have on your agenda for a monthly leadership meeting. Number one, it's an opportunity to calibrate your department and to catch up. So we often forget about what's going on and get lost in the problems of every single day. There's a thousand things that you get in that trap of what you planned on doing things that day. And before the day was over, there's so many curveballs have come your way that all that got lost and you completely got diverted onto a different path. So the monthly leadership meeting forces you out of that day-to-day reactionary mode and gets you back into a proactive focused, intentional mode. It's a chance to get support. It's a chance to share insights and recalibrate everything. And in order to achieve what you need to by the end of the quarter, you need to do that a couple of times a year. So if you do these meetings properly, they can keep you in touch with what's really going on execution-wise and strategically in your organization. And they're a check-in to see if you're on track with what you're doing, gives you a chance to make some adjustments for your quarterly company organizational level goals. Another thing is it's a chance to go more in-depth into financials. So you can go line by line and grind through some of the income statement, the balance sheet and their cash flow, ask some questions to figure out what to do in order to perform better in the next month. Usually you have your monthly financials done by a certain day in the month following. So then you can immediately have your monthly meeting ready to go as soon as those are finalized. And there should be a notable amount of action items after this review. What's working right? What's not working? What'd you notice? What do we see that's happening What can we do differently going forward? What adjustments do we need to make? And then the all important question that you want to ask at the end of any meeting you have is the three W question. Who is doing what by when? A third thing that you can focus on in your monthly leadership meeting is the department level review. People in departments often run on their own, right? We trust them to get their particular part of the area accomplished. So we want to give them the freedom to do that. So this is where everyone comes back together to give updates and to keep things in sync between the areas of your reports and departments. And so this benefits you, the department head, or this visits you, the executive, or this benefits you, the CEO, and creates a little bit of peer pressure to make sure you're coming to the meeting with what you've done that's productive and positive. And it closes gaps between what people are actually doing 
versus what they committed that they would do, right? And depending on the size of your organization, you may invite three to six people from each department to join you for a specific time to report on how they're doing with their priorities, answer questions, and make decisions, especially if they're a subject matter expert or they're in charge of a very important new initiative that is critical to the organization, and you don't want to waste time having to chase them down and ask them things. And then you come back and report to the group. Maybe you just want to invite them in for a specific part of the meeting so that the other executives can ask their questions or hear from them the status update. Number four is customer and employee feedback. This is a chance to zoom out and really look at what's going on with some of your key stakeholders. What are customers saying that's good? What are customers saying that may be of concern to us? What are you hearing from employees on your pulse surveys or maybe in your small culture surveys that you do in between engagement surveys you may be doing? What might you need to tweak in your plans right now based on some of the feedback if it's consistent over a couple of months? We've had two or three monthly meetings and we're hearing the same feedback again and again. What do we need to tweak? So when you're looking at qualitative and quantitative data, you need to be in tune with the environment internally and externally. Maybe you're doing a net promoter score for customers. Maybe you're doing one-on-one -on -one feedback with employees. Just what are you hearing, right? What's going on out there? And it's really good to have that G2 is a military term for information, right? What's going on? What's the G2 telling you? Number five is collective intelligence. You want to dedicate a couple of hours of the meeting, maybe to tap into the collective brain power in the room, the collective executives, collective department heads, whatever size meeting you're having at whatever level that's your monthly leadership meeting. You want to leverage all that brain power to push a project forward to maybe solve a critical issue or solve a problem, maybe capitalize on an opportunity you see. You may need to make a decision. You may need to gather resources to support something. You may want to ask one of the executives or one of the team members to make a presentation. You may want to dig into some projects that you're working on or that maybe you've hit a place where you're stuck and you need to brainstorm how to get unstuck. Or maybe it's just an opportunity to where you've seen misalignment and you need to get realigned on things that are important. Collective intelligence, it can be a potpourri of things and you need to keep that agenda item so that it's flexible. And also, if you're really good at this particular thing here, number five I'm talking about, it changes the texture and the makeup of the meeting in such a way that it keeps the meeting different, fresh, exciting. It's not the same-o, same-o every single month. Mainly what you need to remember is the number one tool you have to build relationships and affect a difference in your organization is through your meetings. It's the thing that people really ignore and they don't work on and they don't enjoy and they don't like. But if you learn to love your meetings and you give them the appropriate attention and care and support that they need, it's a great opportunity for people to grow and develop, work with each other and understand what's going on to see different things and work with their peers and develop a sense of teamwork and camaraderie.
Now, the challenge for you, as always, is, as we always talk about with meetings in execution, sometimes it's not the actual execution that's the challenge. It's starting and enhancing the monthly meeting with your people, keeping it running on time, keeping people engaged, keeping the quality up, make sure people in the meeting on a high note, make sure people look forward to the meetings, they don't dread them. And so that takes a little bit of engineering work and diligence on your part to make sure that that's always happening. So that's just a few key thoughts on your monthly leadership meeting as we continue our in-depth look at execution this year here on Better Than Before. Stand by. I'm going to discuss briefly choosing your successor coming up right after this on Better Than Before. There's nothing quite like the love of a good dog. At University Subaru, it seems to us they're all good. See special pet-friendly features in the new 2021 Subaru Outback and Forester. It's never been easier to hit the open road with your best friend and to keep them safe with Subaru all-wheel drive. Subaru is dog-tested and dog-approved. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. And a dog a dog. University Subaru, Columbia, homegrown and proud of it. Receive weekly coaching tips from Tony Richards, delivered straight to your inbox. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur, Tony can help you reach your goals and give you a competitive edge within your industry. Tony's Monday Morning Coaching Memo covers topics ranging from leadership development to teamwork to company culture and more. Text the word leadership to 38470 to sign up for Tony's Monday morning coaching memo or sign up online at clearvisiondevelopment.com. You know, one of the things that I work with my clients on a regular basis, and it's something that's you call it a living, breathing item. In other words, it doesn't go into moratorium. It doesn't get set on the sidelines. It's something that's talked about almost in every interaction I have with a CEO client, and that is succession. As soon as you reach any modicum of success with an organization, you need to really begin thinking about who your successor is going to be. And if you're an executive, This is imperative as your responsibility to your other stakeholders in the company, the employees, the customers, and if you have shareholders, it is super important. If you own a small to mid-sized business and your strategy is not to sell at some point, you need to think about who's going to succeed you. This is so assumed in a family business that it's going to be one of the family members. It's going to be a son or a daughter or a brother or a sister. And that can lead to hurt feelings and a lot of family problems because things are assumed rather than intentional and formalized. And if nothing more than someone to bring fresh ideas to the business or to give you a well-deserved break or to get a really difficult item out of the way and discussed and taken care of, succession intentionally is always a great idea because that will free you up to focus on other things rather than it always being in the back of your mind or things that are rumor milled around or things that are thought about. And you should enjoy your time, right? Not just always have something nagging at you like that. So thinking and planning your successor may include who will take over in the event of an emergency. You could have an illness. You could be in an accident. God forbid you should die or the primary manager, this could happen to them. 
it can be difficult because it might not only deal with management, also ownership. So succession usually has two plans. It usually has a long-term plan and it usually has an emergency plan. And those plans often do not have the same person selected. It just kind of depends on the situation. So in thinking about choosing your successor, let's discuss some things you'll need to include in your process. First and foremost, you need to identify what you're looking for. What are the experience levels? What's the education requirements? And a little bit more of a softer viewpoint, what are the behaviors, the motivations? Just to use some technical terms from my practice that my clients know and understand, but you may not, but we call them acumen and skill sets. We have certain parameters because we do a lot of data-driven stuff around growth and behavior and development. And so acumen is the most important thing that we look at as far as an executive's performance and also a potential manager or potential person who gets promoted. Acumen is at the top of the list. You want to identify any suitable candidates you might have, make a short list, and then start evaluating them based on the criteria you've developed in item number one. And and in this process, quite frankly, you're going to see some gaps in the various criteria. You will not more than likely have any perfect matches. The question will always be the gaps and the identification and size of those gaps that you see. And I believe you should then communicate with the person that's you talk to them, right? And you say, I see you as a possible candidate to succeed me. Keyword possible. No promises. You may not have anybody. You may have to go out and look for somebody. You may have to hire them. And if you need to hire them, hire them. If they're already employed by you, it's never too early to begin the preparation and training and development to replace you and manage that transition appropriately. Don't try to find the perfect person because you more than likely do not have them. And if you think you do, it's probably your biases talking, not actual reality. You may fall into the trap of thinking that you have them, but you really don't. Here's another trap you may fall into. You may fall into the trap of thinking you're successful because of what you do or don't do. And that's why it's important to identify the attributes of the position and not the attributes of yourself, because there's probably things that you wish you had that you don't have that would make you a better leader for your company. You might be able to have the person that has those attributes when you replace. So you want to look at the position first and identify the attributes of the position that are needed, and then separately and to the side, look at possible people and their attributes, then you can see the gaps, right? All successful leaders are successful because of positive qualities and in spite of some others that probably need improvement and work. And if you use yourself as an example, you're simply cloning yourself rather than realizing your candidate may possess some qualities that are needed, desirable, that you actually don't have. And your successor is going to manage the organization in the future, not you. And this may be difficult for you to realize someone else could do it equally or better than you without being you. And that's just where our ego gets involved. And that's why it's good to have an advisor or coach such as myself to guide you in the process and to keep the wheel in the middle of the road. Regardless, you got to think this way to successfully choose somebody to groom for the job. 
and accept that your successor may take an entirely different path than you have taken. And that can be scary because you're actually going to turn your baby over to somebody who may not raise it the same way you would have. But I'm going to encourage you to begin to put a list of things together based on what I've just told you. And remember, think about the position and then the person. Position, person, attributes, and gaps. Well, that's our show today. Better Than Before is sponsored by University Subaru. University Subaru, homegrown and proud of it. Special thanks, as always, to our super producer, Tessa Hall, for doing such a great job of putting this show together. And until we gather here again next week at Better Than Before on the C-Suite Radio Network, I'm Tony Richards, and I always want you to know that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.